The following is a hoop ball presentation. Hello, and welcome to the Hoop Ball DFS Today podcast. I am your host, Mike Paccio, joined by my good buddy David Menkoff here to break down this wonderful January 14th. It's a Thursday. We've got five games on our hands. A lot of, lot of news to keep track of. Uh, and that just seems like the going to be the regular. It's going to be the norm going forward. So just keep that in mind. Uh, and you know, maybe temper your expectations and your in your play if you're not going to be following that news up to the T. Uh, between injuries and health protocol, we have a lot going on. But one thing I know for certain uh, is Dave is here. He is uh, he has passed the health and protocol. Uh, he is good to go. He is not out. No no quarantine needed right now for Dave. He's on the podcast. But how's my good buddy over there doing? Doing well. Uh, exciting. Definitely excited times where we're living in now with uh, with all these protocols, and uh, it's gonna it makes for interesting DFS slates every night. So looking forward to breaking down a nice little card we have. Absolutely, but before we jump into anything, just a quick shout out to mybookie.ag. And ever since I started this podcast, people ask me, uh, "Who do you bet on?" Uh, you know, is, is it NBA? Could be uh, you know, could be a Clippers Lakers game. Who are you taking if they're fully healthy? And I say it's not about well, who you're taking; it's about where you're betting. That is the most important. And I tell people to go to my bookie. Uh, their reputation is rock solid. They get the best odds, contests, and promotions in the business. There's plenty of other bookie sites out there, but my bookie stands out. And if you ever have any issues, their customer service is absolutely fantastic. They're the only place I trust to handle my NBA-related bets. The one and only sportsbook guaranteed to give me the best lines for every single game. We have NFL playoff games coming right around the corner. we got NBA games going on every single night right now. And you know me. I don't give my stamp of approval out there very easily. To earn it, you've got to be the best at what you do. And my bookie is the best sportsbook that there is. So, period. Stamp of approval is there. It's that simple. Sign up over there, guys. And when you sign up, use that promo code HOOPBALL, H-O-O-P. B-A-L-L, and you'll get a 50% deposit match on up to $1,000. So if you put in $1,000, they'll give you $500, free dollars, free money that you can play with. So check it out, guys. And, uh, you know, while you're at it, go check out Manscaped. Absolutely fantastic company, and they have a refined cologne. So uh, you guys hear me talk about every single product that they have, and they do have a very unique scent, and it's on their body wash, it's on their aftershaves, it's on every single product that they have. Uh, and the cologne is absolutely fantastic, too. So this is something I just received. And I, guys, you know, if between the Perfect Package 3.0 um, for all your below-the-waist grooming needs and maybe it's a gift for somebody else, the cologne, they have it the entire kit. And one thing I think is really cool that you can do with their stuff, it's a good travel kit. You know, you can use it every day at your house, but you can also use your Manscaped travel kit. You have everything ready to go. Maybe you're staying at a hotel. You want to bring everything with you. You have the cologne. You have the body wash because, you know, we all know that the hotel body wash isn't the best. You have the trimmer. You have your nose and hair trimmer. You have everything that you need uh, just to keep it going. And then you can just easy, easy, easy towing. Take it with you. So, guys, go check out Manscaped. Use that promo code HOOPBALL20, H-O-O-P-B-A-L-L-2-0 over at Manscaped. You get 20% off plus free shipping. That's what makes it worth it at all. The products are fantastic, but get the free shipping, get the 20% off, and enjoy yourself. So, Dave, <clears throat> mouthful. I feel like I need a, a little drink of water. I'll, I'll wait till I pass it over to you to take it, though. 
We have five games to talk about. It's been an eventful night. We're both sweating a little bit right now. Um, we we're, we both got some some pretty uh, some pretty heated lineups going. So maybe by the end of this, we'll be a little bit closer to finding out where those are. Nonetheless, the first game on the slate, Miami Heat going against the Philadelphia 76ers. Uh, not a chance this game's going to have a total or spread with everything that's going on in it, and I think that's rightfully so, and you guys got to expect that going forward that we're not going to have a lot. Uh, but the injury report tells all, and as of right now, when we're recording this in the night before, it's telling us that, bam, Avery Bradley, Jimmy Butler, Goran Dragic, Maurice Harkless, Udonis Haslam, Kendrick Nunn, Casey Akpala, and uh, are all out. And then Myers Leonard's doubtful. He's uh, everybody that was out that I just said, health and safety protocol. Myers Leonard, only one dealing with an actual injury. Uh, and then we also uh, have some, some injuries and some news going on on the Sixers. We have Seth Curry out for health and safety protocol. Joel Embiid, Terrence Ferguson, Tobias Harris, Shake Milton, Ben Simmons, and Matisse Thibel are all probable. And Vincent Poirier and Forknon Korkmaz are ruled out as well so a lot to keep track of a lot of uh you know value that was taken advantage of in the last one but the sixers are pretty much looking like they're good to go uh but what are you looking at over here on the miami team yeah you definitely nailed it um this is one of the more interesting games of the five game slate just due to the plethora of injuries and they just played each other so there's certainly something to be said about going back to the well on some of the guys on the heat side um, and, and some of the pricing hasn't really jumped to the levels uh, we expected after that absolute score fest in, in the previous matchup. So for me, I'm looking at uh, some of the guards. Gabe Vincent, his price tag is go- gone up to, to 4200 which, you know, on this five-game slate is, is quite an increase from his previous game where he was absolutely rock-bottom minimum. But I love him in this match. He played 36 minutes in the previous game, um, played... And had and had 36 fantasy points. So you know, based on on that, those kind of numbers, he, he can absolutely hit value, especially given all of their lack of depth on the Heat side. Um, another guy I'm really looking at in, in that backcourt is Tyler Hero, a guy that's you know given the keys to the offense even more now, uh, given all of the the plethora of COVID-related incidents uh, slash injuries. So Tyler Hero is absolutely going to be in play for me. Um, he's priced up a little bit, 7300 his highest price tag he's had all season. But, you know, coming off an absolutely phenomenal game where he pushed 49 fantasy points, uh, played 39 minutes in that overtime game. Um, so I love him in this matchup as well. And then I'm also going to have some pretty pretty good looks at some of the front court guys as well. Precious Achua is a guy that I absolutely love, um, more for, for dynasty reasons, but for DFS, Finally got an opportunity in the last one and absolutely proved himself. Second coming of Bama at a bio. I'm, I'm calling it right now. Um, 17 points, 13 rebounds, three assists, and on a block in 36 minutes on efficient shooting. Um, absolutely in play for me, 4,400. He's, he's going to be absolutely a staple of some, a lot of my lineups. Kelly Olenek, 6,400. I won't have as much interest in, uh, but certainly going to be in play just given the matchup, given you know, how limited the Heat have in terms of personnel in, in this kind of game. Um, and he's also coming off in a monster game where he put up 37 points, which um, isn't that necessarily great, but, but he absolutely um, has an, an opportunity to really exceed value in this matchup. So 
Uh, there's a bunch of guys that I really love on, on this side of the ball. What about you? Uh, yeah, so I'm, I'm pretty much on like a lot of the same guys. I mean, with the limited rotation, we have to have interest in these guys. Uh, you know, blowout can be, probably be expected, and if it happens, doesn't matter. A lot of these guys are still going to have to play. So uh, you said it, number one play on the board, uh, and probably going to be pretty chalky. It's going to be, uh, you know, it's going to be Precious. Um, Precious Ajua has been absolutely fantastic. I like your comp saying second coming of Bam. It's very, very accurate. Uh, similar profiles, played at similar schools in college as well. So uh, I do like that. 4,400 still not priced up enough. Um, I'll, I'll definitely have some shares. Hero, 73. He did get a nice price bump up from 67 in that last one. He's still worth it at this. It's definitely a different matchup. Uh, you know, now that we have Ben Simmons, uh, you know, hopefully he doesn't, he's not as terrible in this game. Uh, but we're also getting Tobias Harris back. We're getting Shake Milton back. We're getting a few of these other guys back. So it's going to be a little bit harder uh, for this Miami team. Uh, so, you know, if you wanted to, uh, you know, fade Hero, I guess I could see it. I still think he's an absolutely fantastic play. He's another person that's going to be probably highly owned. Uh, both those guys, Gabe Vincent, 4,200. He's going to be stepping into at least 30 minutes again. He is coming into this game with an injury tag. He's probable at this point, so I'm not you know, necessarily too worried about it. Uh, but he's another guy that I don't have minds. I, 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 you can really realistically play every single one of these guys. They're all going to be in play for me. If you wanted to play Duncan Robinson, sure. Uh, but the guys I see myself having the most share of would be Hero, um, Achua, and I think I'll probably have a, you know, maybe a, a share or two of some, uh, some Gabe Vincent down there too. He, uh, he won me some money the other night, so I think it would only rightfully so if I went back to the well here and there. So Philadelphia side of the ball, though, with everybody healthy, uh, what are you anticipating and who are you looking at? Yeah, on the Sixers side of the ball, it's going to be interesting. I mean, I, I don't expect with all these guys coming back a lot of that you know, opportunity and, and momentum that, that some of the, the guys like Tyrese Maxey, who's been absolutely playing out of his mind, um, you know, given all the, the plethora of guys unavailable, I don't expect that to continue necessarily. He's, he's priced up only slightly 5,600 after a 33-point game. Again, with, with, the, with the return of Shake Milton, um, who's going to necessarily get touches, Tobias Harris as well. I just don't foresee a scenario where Tyrese Maxey can, can really hit that value. Um, so he's not really going to be in play for me in, in this type of matchup. Uh, also, Shake Milton as well, 5,200 coming back. Um, I don't know if I'll have too much interest in him. His price tag, you know, coming back from, from a COVID-related um, health protocol, I'm just not as confident in him as well. Um, so for me, it's really going to come down to uh, if this game gets out of hand, who's really going to get potentially the, the bulk of, of the, um, the offense and the usage right away to really get, get this game out of hand, and that's going to be Joel Embiid, uh, 10,000. Uh, I, I fully expect him to, to have another huge game. Um, and even in a, in a blowout type of scenario, he is priced a little bit high, but I, I think that he is someone that's going to be unstoppable for the Heat um, through, throughout this game and in this matchup. So he's probably my favorite play on, on the Sixers side. Um, I'm not going to have too many shares of Tobias Harris, 7,900 coming back again. Uh, just not sure he's going to have the rhythm that he needs to, to, to really make an impact in this type of game. Um, so outside of that, it, it's really Danny Green is another guy, 5,700, coming off an absolute barn burner game where he put up 61 um, 61 fantasy points completely outrageous performance he's priced up to 5700 i don't expect another game where he puts up nine where he makes nine out of 21 threes where he has the green light from everywhere in this country um so i just don't foresee that happening in this scenario so that's pretty much it for me i'm sticking with joel Embiid. 
Uh, and that's pretty much it in, in this matchup. What about you? I'm not playing anybody in this game. We're on the complete opposite page. I'm not playing anybody outside of maybe a share or two of Shake Milton. Um, so we're completely opposite angles, I think, on this one. So, uh, yeah, I, I think Embiid's going to absolutely crush in this matchup, no doubt about it. But uh, the Sixers have been playing so many games as of late. They're going to want to give this dude a rest eventually. It wouldn't shock me if it's in this game with some other people coming back. Nonetheless, even if he does play and they just start smoking him, uh, he's going to be one of the first guys that ends up sitting down as well. So I don't. I think with Milton, um, you know, I'm not necessarily worried about the health and safety protocol. I think he's going to come back, probably play his normal minutes. And with Seth Curry, who's still ruled out, he should continue to play shooting guard. And at 5,200, it's a solid price tag against a bunch of uh, second unit guys over there in the heat. So that's pretty much all I'm looking at um, over there. We'll keep it moving to the next game. Charlotte Hornets going against the Toronto Raptors. Uh, this game does have a uh, a spread and a game total. 224 game total. Toronto favored by seven in this one. As far as injuries are concerned, that we don't have. Uh, actually, no, we do. Hornets don't put it, haven't submitted it yet, but we know that Gordon Hayward uh, was ruled out. He got hurt his hip in the third corner, strained left or strained hip. So he's going to probably most likely sit out this game. Obviously, we're going to have to talk about how that affects some people uh, who kind of sees extra minutes, extra usage, and all that good stuff. And then Patrick McCaw is ruled out, but he's not necessarily a factor. So I'll pass it over to you, Dave, on this Hornets side of the ball. What are you really looking at? Yeah, on the Hornets side of the ball, you mentioned it. We have to definitely monitor those the Gordon Hayward news um, before we make a decision. Obviously, the Hornets are going to be on the second game of a back-to-back, so that's also something to keep in mind. Um, I really like, you know, go back to the well, LaMelo Ball. Um, he did He did absolutely drown me. Um, in most of my lineups tonight, uh, he had his one of his his rare outings where, where he has not performed to, to his standards. But you know, priced up a slightly seventy six hundred, certainly has forty to fifty point potential uh, given the matchup, given the opportunity, especially with the additional usage potentially with the Gordon Hayward injury. I, I love Lamelo Ball, um, and I think he's going to be fairly low owned after he burned a lot of owners tonight. Um, I also like um, on the Hornets side, PJ Washington. Um, you know, he's, he's a guy that is going to get opportunity to get heavy minutes um, for the Hornets. He's been proving himself very viable, um, coming off, you know, some, some great games, putting up some absolutely strong numbers. Um, in, in his last game uh, tonight, actually, he put up 40 uh, fantasy points. Um, I love him, uh, especially in this type of matchup against the Raptors, especially with Gordon Hayward out. Him and LaMelo Ball probably my two favorite plays in the Hornets. I don't know if I'll have too much interest in uh, Terry Rogier, um, 6200. Not really priced to a point where there's a lot of a lot of ceiling left at that price tag. Um, and then I'm not going to have a lot of interest in Devontae Graham, although he has been playing better as of late, uh, coming off a 38 point effort in his last one. He's priced at 6,000. Uh, this is an opportunity to potentially take some shots at Devontae Graham, but I'm going to really be focusing on PJ Washington and Lamelo Ball. What about you? Uh, for me, it's just it's simple for me. I'm going to be trying to take advantage of who's going to be stepping up for Gordon Hayward's absence. And, and you know, I think it's going to be two guys. Miles Bridges, uh, 4,700. I expect him to probably be playing 28 to 30-something minutes. Uh, and then we have the Martin brothers uh, between Caleb and Cody. I expect these two, both these guys are pretty cheap. Uh, Caleb coming in at 3,300. Uh, he's been playing a solid rotation. He's been playing well this season as well, right around that 15, 17, 18-minute mark uh, on the season. He's near minimum salary, so he's not a great point-per-minute guy. Uh, but I would expect him to play anywhere between you know 20 to 25 minutes, um, possibly even more. 
and you know, with that being said, he's near minimum salary. So I don't have a problem with either one of those guys. Um, those are probably the two guys that I'm going to be looking at the most. And then I would expect, you know, between Rozier and Graham, these guys are going to have to make up for some of these shot attempts. And we know that Rozier is not shy. It is not a good matchup. But at 6,200 with the usage that he will have with Hayward off the floor, uh, I definitely have some interest in him as well. That's it for me. And on the Toronto side of the ball, this is interesting. I've been just milking Pascal Siakam. Um, I loved it, I, and I was all over him in that last game, and it, it paid off well to triple-double and all that. But now he's up to 8500 It's a cakewalk matchup. He shouldn't have an issue with this one. Um, that being said, that price tag is a little bit hot, and there are some guys that we're going to want to spend up on in later games and even, possibly even in earlier games. Uh, so, I, I, you know, I do think he's in play. I think I prefer Van Vliet at 8200 He's probably going to be my top play on this side of the ball. Um, and then Chris Boucher is all the way up to 6500 now. If he's going to play 32 minutes, I don't have an issue with that. Uh, that being said, you know, it's up and down. We, over the past four games, 32, 24, 29, and 15 minutes. Uh, what does he finish at? We do not know. So GPPs only. Uh, I'm not going to trust him in cash. He, if he's playing 30-plus minutes, he has 40-point upside at that price tag in this matchup. So, uh, again, only GPP is not safe enough for cash. So that's it for me. Those three guys are my primary options. Who are you really looking at for Toronto? Yeah, I'm actually, uh, we're, in, we're in alignment on, on the Toronto side of the ball, I think. Uh, for me, I'm really looking at Fred Van Vliet. You nailed it. 8,200, only 100 more than, than Kyle Lowry in the backcourt. Uh, I always prefer his ceiling. Um, I think he has more opportunity, um, and I think it's a great matchup against the Hornets. Again, especially then coming off a back-to-back set. Um, so he's, he's one of my favorite plays in this matchup. Uh, Chris Boucher, you definitely mentioned it, 6,500. Um, is, is a little pricey, but he's been absolutely playing out of his mind recently. And, and to your point, if he gets the minutes, um, he should absolutely smash in this matchup. Um, so I actually like him. A, I actually might like him a little more than you in, in, from a cash perspective. Um, he's probably my second fl- favorite play um, of, of this game um, behind Fred Van Leet. So b- both of my favorite plays are on the Raptors side of the ball. That's pretty much it. Um, I'm not going to have too many shares of OG Ananobi, 5,800. Just hasn't really shown uh, enough. He's coming off a great game where he did have a 32 fantasy points. I just don't know if there's enough of a ceiling there um, for OG Ananobi. And, and that's pretty much it for me on the Raptor side of the ball. All right, buddy. I like that we're, we're you know, we're on, the, we're on a lot of the same page. Excuse my phone going off. Look at that. Uh, let's keep it moving, though. We have the Houston Rockets travel to San Antonio. Uh, Houston. Talk of the town. You know, we didn't lead with it because we're going to talk about it. We buried the news. Uh, but obviously, everybody's day was shaken up a little bit with the news of the massive blockbuster trade. Uh, that trade being James Harden going to the Brooklyn Nets. And, uh, then we have the Rockets acquiring Victor Oladipo. Uh, we have Karis LeVert going over to the Pacers. We have Jared Allen going over to the Cavs. Uh, then we have a bunch of bum bags in between, kind of getting swapped around between Tory and Prince, uh, Damian Curix, uh, or Rodion Curix, I'm sorry, um, and, uh, you know, some other guys that I guess don't necessarily matter for DFS necessarily, uh, but I guess are worth monitoring uh, going forward. Dante Axum, he's out. We're not worrying about him anytime soon, and a ton of picks. With that being said, the injury report uh, for Houston Chris Clemens, Daniel House. Broderick Thomas and John Wall all ruled out. Eric Gordon is questionable with uh, left lower leg tightness. On the Spurs side of the ball, DeMar DeRozan is questionable for personal reasons. He was uh, looking after his father 
Um, and he's like, I think he's expected to return, but it is questionable right now. So keep your eye on that. Derek White, as we know, left toe fracture out. Quindary Weatherspoon, Drew Eubanks, and uh, Keita Bates-Diap out as well. So looking over on this Houston side of the ball, man, no James Harden, no John Wall. There's going to be a ton of usage that goes around, bottom line. Now, uh, the Spurs are not the Spurs that they used to be. They're not the same team. Uh, but they can still easily handle this team without these main pieces. There's going to be a ton of usage. There's going to be a ton of value. With all that heat value that we talked about, this is going to be everybody else's go-to spot. So uh, DeMarcus Cousins, Christian Wood, 7,700, 4,700. We'd have to expect a ton of usage from these guys. Yes, they play the same position. They'll find a way to get them on the court at the same time. I think they'll find a way for both these guys to play minutes. So um, I think both these guys are in play. Um, you know, Cousins, obviously, a lot more risk associated to it with them. If this game does get out of hand, something's going to happen. But the main places that we have to kind of keep an eye on are also going to be in this backcourt. Um, who's really going to be playing point guard? If Eric Gordon you know, sits out of this game, it's basically going to have to get ran by you know Ben La- Ben McLemore and uh, and Sterling Brown. Um, Daniel Nawab will probably continue to play small uh, small forward, but between those you know three guys, those guys are all under thirty four hundred, and they're all going to have to play minutes if we don't see Eric Gordon play. If Eric Gordon does play at fifty one hundred, he's a fantastic option because he's going to have the ball in his hands pretty much eighty percent of the time. So I'm going to be looking at some Eric Gordon. I'll have, probably have limited shares of Christian Wood. I, I do like him. I'm not going to go overboard on him due to the game uh, script scenario. Probably won't fall on Cousins all that much. And then, you know, if I hear that Gordon's out, even if Gordon plays, you know, I think guys like, uh, you know, Nawaba, Brown, McLemore, they're in play. Uh, but they'd be very in play if we see that Gordon's out. So I'll pass it over to you and kind of get your takes over here on Houston. Yeah, you definitely covered it. I think on the Houston side, there's so much potential value. And to your point, there's not even a single point guard um, really listed on the Houston side right now. Um, if, if you look at DraftKings, for example. So that's that just pretty much tells the whole story and it comes to who's going to be the ball handler. So uh, for me, I think you know I'm going to have some shares of Sterling Brown, you called it. At, at 3,000, he's going to absolutely be in play as a potential bargain bin Opportunity, just for sheer opportunity, he should get plenty of minutes, blowout or not, um, just because he has some uh, playmaking ability. So I like him. Ben McLemore, 3,400, is certainly going to be in play as well, um, you know, regardless of, of game script, of, of how this game ends up turning out. Uh, you definitely covered Eric Gordon is going to be absolute chalk, but I'm probably going to have to eat the chalk in this matchup, uh, just given you know the fact that they have to have offense from somebody. Uh, on the rocket side and then and then you nailed it as well christian wood i'm gonna have a lot of interest i'm gonna absolutely have to eat the trout christian wood at 7700 a guy that um, is gonna is a real winner i think of, of this of this big trade this blockbuster trade he's gonna get even more opportunity to to really show his offensive abilities um so i fully expect him to, to have a monster game um even if it ends up being a blowout if he gets to 25 30 minutes he should be able to hit value so i really like christian wood uh, in this matchup, and, and that's pretty much it on the Houston side of the ball. I'm not going to have too many shares of Dave Nwaba. I know we mentioned DeMarcus Cousins. I just It's hard to trust DeMarcus Cousins you know, in, in this stage of, of his career um, with his limited minutes, even if, if he has high upside per minute, because always, he always has an opportunity to get, to get ejected out of any game. So that's always a risk for me. What about you? Uh, no, I mean, that, that's pretty much how we were. I think we're on a lot of the same page. Um, 
you know, Cousins is one of the best point per minute players in the NBA right now. So it, it's if he were to be guaranteed those twenty or so minutes, I'd have no issues playing him. Uh, you know, the ejection and all that that could happen. Um, there's there's no Morris brother in this game, so I'm not necessarily as worried about it though. So we'll keep it moving to the San Antonio side. I'll keep it very simple with with this for me. I like a lot of these guys in this matchup. I'm worried about the whole game script as a whole. I'm not saying that they're just going to run out here and blow them out. But if DeRozan returns as well, we're going to see this usage kind of dip off a little bit for Aldridge and Murray. Murray's now priced up to 7500 I love this matchup. Don't love that price tag. Uh, kind of want more along that low 7 range, 7-1, 7 uh, 6-9 even. And I, I would be all over them. Uh, so I don't think I'm going to be playing too much Murray. I don't think I'm going to be playing too much Aldridge at 6700 I, I don't think I'm going to be playing too much. Even Lonnie Walker, priced up to 56. We've talked about all the value available. I don't think we need to, you know, if you land on these guys, sure. I don't mind it. But I'm not going to go out of my way to play any of these Spurs guys. How about it yourself? Yeah, um, you definitely nailed it. Uh, it. It's really hard to, to judge, to really trust any of these Spurs guys. And then their price tags are, are climbing a bit. Um, even Lonnie Walker for the 600 is finally in the mid-range of the, of the 5,000s. I'm not a big fan of of anyone on the Spurs side of the ball, just given how, how much of an opportunity. Even with that, DeMar DeRozan, I don't expect this game to stay particularly close, so I don't know if I'll have too many shares. Keldon Johnson might be worth a flyer, just given you know his age and his, his opportunity. Um, he, I might have some interest in him, but for me, I'm going to be looking at, again, another value potential add is De- Devin Vassell, the rookie, um, has been playing a little bit better, starting to get some minutes, um, coming off a, a putrid game where he still put up 50, over 16 fantasy points in 22 minutes against the Thunder. Um, I like him a lot, especially if he gets the 25, 30 minutes. I think he could, should be able to hit value. And he is going to be a great pivot opportunity from the chalkier Rockets values, uh, value guys. So th- that's pretty much it for me. Yeah, my only worry with him, though, is with DeRozan back, does he play that same, you know, that same kind of minutes workload? Uh, or does that kind of get dialed back just slightly, knowing that, uh, you know, obviously you got to feed DeRozan, top dog. So I, I don't know if we're going to get the minutes there for him and the opportunity. The best case scenario for, for Vassal, in my opinion, would be that this game gets out of hand. Even then, it's, you know, Pop's not a guy that's going to sit here and play. If a game gets out of hand, nobody's playing more than 26 minutes, 25 minutes. And we probably have, you know, I don't know, four or five options of guys that are 4,400 or less. Uh, just looking at this you know, night before that are going to play 30 plus minutes. So it's going to be tough for me to land on him, but I get it as a GPP. You're right. Uh, he's going to fly under the radar. I love him as a talent. I think he's one of the most uh, NBA ready guys that were in the draft uh, between him and Halliburton. I thought those two guys were just ready to play right away. Um, and Vassal, he just happens to play under Popovich. They don't, he doesn't do that over there. You got you to wait. You got to earn it a little bit longer. Uh, three years as a backup. Or two, maybe two for uh, for pop. But we'll move on to the next game, more exciting game, one that we actually have a game total for. Golden State Warriors traveling to Denver, take on the Warrior, uh, take on the Warriors, take on the Nuggets. Two thirty game total. Nuggets favored by seven. As far as injuries, Gary Harris questionable for personal reasons. Michael Porter Jr. and Greg Whittington out for the Warriors. Chris and Alan Samaliak both out as well. We'll start with this Golden State side of the side of the ball and. I got to give credit where it's due. Andrew Wiggins has been playing phenomenal defense. Uh, he looks good in that last game, though. Five blocks. Game before that, four blocks. 
that is not going to keep happening. That's a little bit out of the norm, despite how great of defense he's been playing. And I just hyped it. I get it. It's been great D. He's not going to keep blocking shots at that rate. Um, so to be honest, there's only a couple guys I'm really looking at on this Golden State side of the ball. This is going to be an interesting game. Uh, I don't mind keep playing some Draymond Green. He kind of looks like old Draymond. He's kind of getting these assists, these rebounds. He's chipping into multiple different ways without scoring at 5,400. Just seems like a smack dab good value play. I don't think I'll be playing too much Steph Curry. I don't mind the play. There's not too many priced up guys that are really gravitating towards on this slate. Uh, nonetheless, if you wanted to play him, it's Steph Curry at 9,700. I think I would just spend up on Jokic on the other side of the ball. Uh, but nonetheless, he, he, he's a fantastic play. Those are the really only two guys I'm looking at on this side of the ball. How about yourself? Yeah, you'll be you touched on it. Um, it's going to be interesting. Uh, you mentioned the game total. We actually have a high game total on this one. Um, it's just hard to really trust anyone on the Warriors' side. Andrew Wiggins is playing incredible defense, as you mentioned it. It's just hard for me, just in general, to play Andrew Wiggins, uh, despite the the defensive bump. He's almost at 7,000. I just don't foresee that, you know, hitting value, especially in this tough matchup in Denver. Um, you know, it's going to be tough. Draymond Green is certainly going to be in play for me, 5,400. I've been rolling out Draymond Green consistently, waiting for that triple-double bubble to finally hit. Um, hopefully this is the game. I really expect this to be the game where he has an opportunity to get that triple-double. So I like Draymond Green a lot. Uh, and then I'll probably take some shots at James Weissman, um, you know, the rookie center. Uh, he's been playing, you know, inconsistent basketball since his towards start the start of the season. But at 4,300, another great value option and one of the rare value center options on this entire slate outside of Precious Achua. I think he's going to be uh, very much under the radar in this matchup. So I'm going to have some shares of James Weissman here. Yeah, he'd be a, he'd be an extreme pivot off of, of off of Precious. Like if you want to fade that ownership, and Precious is probably going to be 60 percent, 70 percent owned. So if you wanted to fade that, that's a good pivot. I also have the just the definite fear that Jokic just puts him into uh puts him in the dryer and just just tortures this kid all night long. Uh, he's still learning on the fly. He's going to make mistakes, and, and Jokic will punish you, uh, especially with his craftiness. I don't I don't know if he's ever seen anything like that in his young age. But we'll slide over to the Denver side of the ball. I think I you know I gloated about Jokic enough at 11k. I don't care about this guy's price tag at this point. Uh, he's pretty much just like a walking triple-double every single night uh, outside of, you know, a few games over the last week. But even in those games, he's got at least 60 points in two out of the last four games. It's a fantastic matchup. It's going to be a high-paced matchup. Uh, I'm good with Jokic. I'll play some Jokic. Uh, the other guys that we have to look at, you know, Will Barton, 5,800. Played well in that last one. Shot 8 of 14. Really didn't fill it up as much as anything else in the stat line. Got some steals, got the blocks, but two boards, one assist. Um you know, I've been playing Barton, and it hasn't been doing well for me. And the rebounds just really haven't been there for him. And that's the big thing with Will Barton is we're used to seeing him pull down some good, a good amount of rebounds, almost like Josh Hartwood. Uh, so I'm not seeing those rebounds. So for now, I'm probably going to have to hold off on Will Barton. And if I'm looking at anybody else on this, it's going to be a couple of ancillary guys. I don't mind like a Monte Morris uh, and, you know, Jamal Murray. He can always cook. He does cook in these types of matchups. He's been struggling. Another guy that doesn't do much as far as rebounds and assists. But when the scoring's on, the scoring's on. Just not not a guy I, I trust in cash or anything like that. You know, I think I'll take a flyer on him, maybe just to correlate a lineup if I'm running it back uh, against Steph without Jokic or something like that. Yeah, that's an absolutely great call. Um, I think you know you definitely nailed it. I think in terms of, of the value on the Nuggets, it, it's going to be hard. Um, Will Barton, you, you caught him 5,800. 
it, it's you know he's a guy that has been playing a little bit better recently. It's just really hard to to really throw in Will Barton in this type of matchup. Um, Monte Morris, you touched on it, uh, a guy that should get plenty of opportunity for some for some reason. Um, you know he's he's a guy that should get minutes in the mid twenties, especially if this game ends up being somehow a blowout. Um, you know he should be able to get some heavy minutes. Jamal Murray has turned turned into an absolute shell of himself um, ever since his absolute bubble breakout. He has not been he's been underperforming. Um, this could be a great opportunity for him to right the ship against the Warriors defense. I just don't foresee that happening in this matchup. So that's the reason why I'm not going to ask him to share the Murray. And then Jokic is, is a lock and load as they, as they come uh, in this type of matchup. He, sh- he should have a ceiling of, of 65 to 70. Uh, no issue with, with, with playing Jokic in this matchup. And, th- and that's pretty much it for me as well. We will move on to the final game of the night. But before we do, pause the show. Well, after, after I talk about what I say, because if you pause it now, you're not going to hear me say it. So uh, go check out. Get the bruise letter. It is absolutely fantastic, guys. You heard me talk about it probably plenty of times. And it's not too late to sign up if you haven't jumped on it already. And why is that? Because it's free. Uh, it's not like you pay the same price out there. You're getting it for absolutely free. Uh, it's an email newsletter that's just filled with all the intimate fantasy nuggets from our founder over here at Hoopball, Aaron Bruski. It's exclusive content that can't be found anywhere else. And it's not on the website, not on a podcast, not on social media. It is only in an email newsletter. And you can sign up for it and get it for free. Just go to bit.ly slash bruiseletter2021 and sign up in 10 seconds. Again, the site is bit.ly slash bruiseletter2021. And then, guys, if you're on this fan, if you're not on the fantasy pass, if you're not taking advantage of our Discord over here at Hoopball, I don't know what you're doing at this point. Uh, this is one of the best deals you can get in the industry, especially the DFS pass, only $199 per month. And you get complete access to everything that we have to offer between articles, Discord. You're already getting the podcast, but that's just a piece. This is an early look. You can get us right before lock. We have our pros in there, including myself, Santino, Dave is in there. We have everybody, Breton. Uh, I can keep going. The list goes on. On top of a bunch of listeners just kind of chatting it up, getting to know the slate a little bit before it begins. On top of that, we have the season-long part of it as well. So you can get the whole Fantasy Pass, get the whole kit and caboodle. You can even get the wager pass involved in there. Go check out HoopBall. That's hoop-ball.com. Click on the Fantasy Pass ad just below the main media wall. All right. Final game of the night. We have the Indiana Pacers traveling to Portland to take on the Blazers on the second half of a back-to-back as well. So those are the two teams on the second half of the back-to-back. Charlotte. And the Blazers tonight. But we're gonna start off with the Pacers here, Dave. They uh they made a little yeah. trade themselves. They uh they got rid of the Oladipo, shipped him off. He kind of said he, he writing was on the wall, he wanted to be out of there. Uh and in my opinion, made a great move by getting Carousel for in return on a much better friendly deal. Um, I'll lead off real quick. I'll get my Pacers takes out of the way real fast, and I'll let you take over. There's just one guy I'm gonna gush over that I'm gonna probably play a whole lot of. A little upset that he's priced up, but Aaron Holiday at 4,500. Uh, you know, Karis LeVert's probably not going to be ready for this game. No Oladipo. we got to expect that he's going to probably start at the shooting guard. Portland's backcourt is absolutely porous and terrible. They bleed points. Brogdon will also be in play at 8,300. So between those two guys, those are the two primary positions I'm going to be targeting. I don't mind Sabonis at 95. I just talked about a couple other priced up guys I might have some shares in. So I, I just know I'm going to want some shares in this backcourt. So I'll leave it right there with just those two guys for me. If you want to look at Justin, sure, he'll probably get some extra run too. I just prefer Aaron, and I prefer some Brogdon. 
that's uh, that's uh, short and sweet, I have to say. Um, especially your call on Aaron Holiday. Uh, definitely a guy that I was playing a lot uh, last season. Um, you know, now, you know, the cat's out of the bag after his breakout performance. Um, 16 points, 12 assists, you know, just put up absolutely monster fantasy numbers. Almost 43 fantasy points to 3,300. He has priced up a little bit at 4,500, but it's a great matchup going up against the Trailblazers, going after a back-to-back set in, in this game. Um, so I really like Aaron Holiday as well. Um, and I don't think he's going to be too, too highly owned, given, um, just given all the other value plays on the slate. So he might be a great opportunity to really attack and, and get that ownership down. Malcolm Brogdon, 8,300, for some reason priced down. Uh, I know he had an off game where he only 34 fantasy points against the Warriors in the last one. But in, in no circumstance, especially with the extra usage with Oladipa out, do I expect him to to get anything under 40 to 45 fantasy points in this matchup. So I actually love him. He's my favorite play of this entire game. Um, so I think he's going to be a great opportunity to really attack on the Pacers side. Uh, and then for me also, I'm going to have some interest in Sabonis. 9,500, yeah, that price tag is is pretty high. Um, but he's a guy that has been consistently putting up 45 to 60-point fantasy outputs. Uh, and again, in this matchup against Nurkic, potentially, um, I don't envision a situation where he's going to struggle too much. So I'm going to have some interest in Sabonis as well. Yeah, I can't blame you. I mean, the dude's just been so rock solid. Uh, the model consistency so far this season, and even dating back to last season, you just pretty much know what to expect. He's never really going to sink you. And he has that massive upside. And even triple-double upside for a big man, which is impressive. Something that we didn't necessarily see coming when he was originally drafted by OKC. Uh, but we'll slide it over to the Portland side of the ball. Uh, Dame Lillard probable in this one. Um, you know, Nurkic, somebody that we're going to have to monitor, obviously. And to be honest, I've been doing this pod, and I didn't even think about monitoring the news because we're on the air. And that's you know that's part of the business, part of the industry. Sometimes you uh, you make some sacrifices. I didn't even see if he played tonight. Um, I didn't get to see that news. Did you happen to catch it? Yeah, he's absolutely starting. Uh, okay, perfect. With no restrictions, so just all right. Well, this is a back-to-back, so that's something that we're going to have to keep an eye on. Uh, you know, if he makes it through this one or if this game happens to get out of hand and, he, you know, he doesn't have to force a big workload or anything, uh, he's definitely in play for me at 5,300. Keep in mind, his minutes are still going to be limited. It is a back-to-back. He's coming off an injury. He's not in game shape. You can't expect more than 25, 26 minutes out of him. Uh, but at 5,300, Nurk can still get it done in that amount of price. Um, Canner, only $200 less. It's tough when push comes to shove. I'll take the talent. Uh, and I'll go with Nurkic in that kind of situation. That's just me personally. And then when you look at McCollum, you look at Lillard, uh, both these guys, you know, they're in play. But, uh, you know, we just talked about Brogdon on the other side of the ball, 8,300. I think I'd rather play him over both these guys. Um, and that's just it. You know, the big Lillard game is coming. He's going to have one of these big blow-up games sooner rather than later, I'm sure. 9,300, I think it's a fair price tag. I'd much rather play that than McCollum's 84. I've been getting burned by McCollum because he's one of those guys I don't touch. I'm uh, expecting him to come down to earth, hopefully sooner rather than later, before I keep losing money by not playing him. Uh, but that's it for me. It's going to be a little bit of Lillard, maybe a slight share or two of Nurkic. Um, and then maybe if I'm super desperate, I'm trying to you know, get a couple pivots in here, some Derek Jones Jr. But that's it, man. I, this is not a lot to like on the Portland side of the ball as as opposed to the you know the indie side of the ball. Yeah, you definitely touched on it. it it's tough, especially with – the back-to-back situation, a lot of back-to-backs in this in this uh, slate. So uh, it's going to be very interesting. I think Yusuf Nurkic, if he gets 
30, 35 minutes. Um, I think he should absolutely smash that price tag is an, is an insult to 300. Um, he's a guy that's finally playing well outside of the injury scare. He's a guy that's, that's been a consistent staple of my lineups. Uh, I really like him, especially in this type of matchup. Um, he's one of my favorite plays. Uh, I'm going to have some interest in Robert Covington. I know he's priced at 5,000. He's been hovering around that 5,000 price tag. He has yet to really have a ceiling game. Um, and I think this is an opportunity for him to, to really be able to, to let it fly and potentially get four or five threes, you know, get his usual steals and, and be able to, to hit 30, 35 fantasy points. So I'll have some interest in Covington, not a whole lot. Uh, and then Lillard in 9,300, always in play, uh, just rock solid at that price tag. Um, I think he's going to be fairly high owned and I like him more than Steph Curry, only $400 more. So I'm, I'm a big fan of Lillard in this matchup. And that's pretty much it. I'm not going to have as much interest in CJ McCollum, um, although certainly going to be in play. He's been playing fantastic this season, but that's it for me. I can't blame you. Um, you know, I, I think that's a great call on Covington, too. He's going to have to play some big minutes in this matchup. And if he can stay out of foul trouble, he's going to he's going to get a lot of court time. And when Covington gets court time, the steals, the assist, the boards, the blocks, they just start to rack up a little bit. Not necessarily the biggest score, but anything that he chips in and the shot, ha- shot happens to fall from deep, uh, it's a bonus to cherry on top. So I'm not gonna. I like that play. I like that call. I don't expect a lot of ownership to be near him. Uh, and even the Lillard over over Steph pivot makes a lot of sense. I mean, both these guys are just lightning in a bottle. Uh, it, it, you know, getting them on the right night is 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 the key. Um, and it's tough. It's tough to gauge those nights. But I expect Steph Curry to be much higher owned. Simply because you know some people are going to run a, want to run it back with a you know Jokic Steph stack, knowing that we have all this value, just go superstars and scrubs and just load up. So that's bound to happen. That's bound to be a very very popular lineup selection, which is probably why I might end up off of it. But who knows? So I got I, I end up building a ton of lineups. It's just going to be a fun site to do it. But that is it, guys. That is all we have for you. If you have a quick moment, though, give us a follow on Twitter. You can find me at Michael Patria, M I K E A P O T R I A. Dave, want to show the good people know where they can find you? You can find me at D-Menk, M-E-N-K, 3-3. Absolutely. And then while you're at it, give us a little five-star, subscribe, thumbs up, notifications on, all over the place. Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, YouTube, iHeartRadio, Spotify. We're everywhere. We really do appreciate it. It means a lot to us. Uh, we're trying to get those up there, trying to get a, trying to get a couple more reviews. You know, we're, 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 doing, the, we're doing the math. We're seeing how many listeners we have, and we're seeing reviews. Not even 10% on a daily listen. So, you know, we get it. Not necessary. We appreciate you just listening and taking part in it. But we'd really do appreciate it if you give us a nice little thumbs-up rate review. It means a lot to us. So, from everybody over here at Hoopball, that is all we have for you. We'll be back tomorrow. Dave will be back, I believe, right? You'll be on with uh, my good buddy Brenton, right? Absolutely. You guys have been crushing it. You guys are actually starting to starting to become best friends and have your own thing. And it's upsetting me slightly because Brenton, Brenton was my Sunday guy and you were my, now I feel like a third wheel. I, you know, I, I get you the day before and you, and I get sandwiched on the end of it. It's okay. We'll get over it nonetheless. But thank you guys for listening. From everybody over here at Hoop Ball, take care. Let's go crush some GPPs. This has been a Hoop Bowl presentation.